Oh, could someone else do the intro? I just took a big bite. Oh, uh, welcome to Safety Third. William Osmond is eating a... Uh, what, what is he eating, Kevin? I didn't actually see. Some kind of like noodles. Thai food. It's Thai food, right? Okay. Yeah. William Osmond's uh, mouth is full of Thai food because he has forgotten how to eat. So mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> if, you're, if you're doing the listening-only version of this, that's what's going on. We mm -hmm. have backyard scientist Alan Whoa. Pan and William Osmond. <laughs> Is that the first time the guests have been announced in the first 30 seconds? I, yeah, it felt weird. It didn't feel right. It felt really abnormal to actually, like, say who everyone was here. <laughs> I remember when Jabril was like, Will, there was like one or two times you weren't on the podcast. And I think yeah. one of the times you weren't, Jabril was on and he, he took charge. Jabril was like, he was on it. He announced everybody. He was like the host. We were his guests on our own podcast. It was great. God, we should do that again. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah Jabril is Jabril is like when he turns it on, he's he's he just like bulldozes. It's actually surprising that he doesn't make more YouTube videos because he sort of think like like he's so aggressive. He is. That it's you just, think he, maybe it's very energy intensive for him. I think yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think he does well. I feel like a lot of some people do really good in like social situations. Like I I'm kinda like that. Like depends on who i'm with but if it's well okay uh let me think how do i say this without uh, <laughs> oh god we're gonna have to okay let's just say it's out. like you know uh old people jeffrey epstein <laughs> let's say it's jeffrey epstein no offense, we don't he, but... he and i don't have a lot in common um beautiful island though it is yeah you can take the man off the island but you can't take the island out of the man <laughs> What do they do with that? I have a question. That about islands? Yeah, well, it's sort of about islands and Jeffrey Epstein. Um, <laughs> so Jeffrey Epstein, he's he's dead. He's gone. And one, of, one of the man's men of all time. Yeah, one of, one of he the was men. a man. Name a man. Name a man, yeah. Alan. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> so you got this island, and it's sort of infamous. Uh, what do yes. you what do you what do you do with it? Like, can you just sell it? You mean like like what happened to it after he died? Yeah, does someone else just own the island now? Yeah, I guess I have no idea who owns Jeffrey Epstein Island now. That's actually very who you know. I think whoever does have it now probably is trying really hard to make sure that nobody knows that they have yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I I can't imagine like if somebody gave me the keys to Jeffrey Epstein's island, I think that I would. I don't know what I would do, but I all I would think about the whole time is this is <laughs> this is bad. Um, this is bad. This is bad. I would sell uh uh like package tour tickets. Yeah, and, and deals to like, QAnon mm. people. I think like, they were already doing that. But it's yeah, like I would say like for for five thousand dollars, I you can come to Jeffrey Epstein's island and you can just all Duck access wild. get your grubby yeah. little hands and everything like dig up whatever you think you can whatever find grave there. whatever graves you can find yeah. you can dig them up you can pillage because <laughs> like I think that's fair you you got like uh remember Never Neverland Ranch Michael Jackson's property oh yeah oh, yeah. yeah. What happened to that? I, I think somebody bought it. Like, somebody bought this, you know, sort of legendary Curse. property, like super famous property. You think they remodeled? 
I or have. Do you think they just left everything. I have no. So I have kept no all the idea. Carnival rides and. <laughs> I mean, if you're listening to this, the owner of yeah. Nether- Neverland Ranch or Jeffrey Epstein's island, I guess please your let island us do now. a podcast episode there. Yes, please. Um, that's Never as far as happen. we thought. Are through. you sure that his like estate still doesn't own it? Well, what would they do like with that? it? Uh, Sell tickets to it, probably, or something. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, are you kidding? I think they're they pimping Michael Jackson it. out for all they can. They've got like they've got him doing shows like as a 3D avatar. You know, like they project him on oh, like a, a hologram, like, like a he beyond. Still the has grave albums type of coming thing. out. He still has movies coming out. Are you kidding me? Wait, what like, movies does Michael Jackson still have coming out? I don't know, like his 45th biography or something like that. <laughs> He's going to be in the new uh, Super Mario movie from Nintendo. He, oh they, they, they're going to deep fake all the Goombas with Michael Jackson's voice. <laughs> it reminds me of, you remember when we went to Japan, we went to the science museum and like the last exhibit was uh, like, do you, it was kind of like a thought experiment on like, do you agree to sell your likeness like after you die or something like that? And then if you push right. yes or no, it, it would print you out a card that you would put in your wallet. So it'd say like, no, do not like, you know, sell my likeness or like, yeah, it's okay. You can, you can uh, use me to keep making money. Don't worry about it. Here's, here's the thing. If, if somebody I know is making money off me, that's fine. If it's just some random corporation making money off me, that's bullshit. What if it's like your great, 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 great grandson? Like it's like two hundred years from now, and they're getting about three percent of the money. Yeah, like by so blood relation, they're like thing. they're like one sixteenth related to you at that point. <laughs> I think I think that I'd be okay with that because like otherwise, it just it would. I think I think the problem is it would feel bad for someone to be able to just dig up anything right and and capitalize on it but having to have some sort of tie to a likeness makes it so that you can only like you can only select a very narrow band of likenesses does that make sense yeah like otherwise if there was no if it was no lineage thing and it was just anyone could use it like you would ha- you literally have people doing you've seen the like the presidential deep fakes that have been popping around recently oh I my sent god one. Like the gaming biden gaming with yeah Seattle. biden ga- biden and trump playing minecraft <laughs> <laughs> they're extremely funny <laughs> <laughs> they're great but also very like it's a it, it they're so hyperbole i don't know it's 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 back into that problem where it's like you're like okay this is there's some moron who thinks that's real well i just think it's it's like i mean if you if you think like nepo babies are bad just imagine like dynasties that span decades or centuries around just the image of one progenitor from 200 years ago yeah wait what babies you know nepo babies like you know that thing that's been going around where people like the word is nepotism but you gotta make it into like the current vernacular so it's like nepo babies kids of famous people or rich people Mm. who are now themselves rich or famous because they were able to get into the industry through their parents now imagine instead of them having to like still do some kind of work they just like are like using the license of their dad's likeness forever jane smith you know what's worse is when like they they don't break into the industry and then they have some weird kind of like you know sponsored show on mtv or something like that where the whole thing seems like it's paid for by the parents yeah you talked about that in the last podcast uh of the pro or the legal thing what what is that show about in the keys who me what yeah kevin 
that where it's like the dad bought the sons the show. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That the siesta key thing. Yeah. So what like exactly is, is that? So the dad is an accident attorney in Sarasota County. Like he lives right on the beach. He has got this like beautiful mansion, and he makes a crap ton of money because what he does is if you get into an accident, you you call like one eight hundred ask Gary, and they they're just a referral service. So like they 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 sell your information to a lawyer. And then, like, they get a kickback on, like, if you win a case from the insurance, the insurance. Oh, you know, my like, that God. It's yeah, always the like, middleman. Every yeah. son is named Gary from here on until eternity. Oh. 1-800-ASK-GARY. Oh so this guy's, like, God. mega rich. He's got, like, this big house on the water. And then they came out with a show called Siesta Key. And it's just, like, him and his son and his friends, like, just doing rich kid things. And they're, like, you know, it's a bunch of fake drama. And stuff like that and like the cast they're up mostly all complete pieces of shit because there's like videos of them like pulling sharks out of the water and shooting them with guns they're they just like oh. throw trash oh in the my god yeah no it's really what? bad and somehow there's st- it's still on in the on on the air you should call gary and see what's up with the shark shooting yeah, can we call yeah, 1-800-ASK-GARY and ask can them we, can we ask gary i like i refuse to talk to anybody other than gary <laughs> also here's my card from the japanese science museum you still have it what the hell? wow it. so that's how we know that we can't use your likeness actually alan Ooh. oh wait you said yes oh I said yes yes, yes. <laughs> only you know re- alan though he's got he's the one alan okay and- i'm gonna st- i'm i i'm so sorry by the way because i just published a video and i filmed an entire little bit with kevin to be used at the end of the video and then i just it just ended up not really fitting because i ended up trying to sell my merch at the end but i did a whole thing filming kevin pretending to take a huge shit on my lawn (laughs) as sort of like a conclusion to this kind of B like plot running, throughout the video oh. where I kept finding dog shit on the lawn and the twist at the end was going to be that it was Kevin shit the entire time and I ended up not using it. I'm so sorry, Kevin. Yeah, I dragged, I dragged okay. Kevin to Massachusetts know? and filmed a video about oysters and never published it. That's coming out any day now, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Am I just completely erased from that video, too? Well, me, me, I am as well. So you don't feel too bad. It's okay. Don't we? Aren't we still waiting on uh, Dangerous Toys Part Two, Kevin? Yeah. Oh well, we'll shit it all over that video. That's okay. Oh, what? Do it. Did we ever double check the card? I think you just do it. Just do no. It. It, it's not Will's fault. It's the, the his camera like corrupted, and I lost. Like the first half of that video. Didn't you find some of it? Didn't you recover some of that though? I paid yeah, three hundred dollars to have it recovered. Oh, okay. yeah, but the first half was still it was still gone. Oh no! Do you at least have the uh, the barbed wire jump rope? That was my baby. Do you yeah. still have the barbed wire jump rope? I said Will shit it on that video. I meant Will deleted everybody from. That I video. oh I God. that that I that's like. Every time I have an experience like that, it just it makes my like entire world fall apart because we were filming. Yeah. And we played back one of the clips on the camera. And it was working. And it, and then perfectly. we then we turned the camera off and drove back to the Airbnb. Yep. And then the SD card wouldn't mount on the computer. And that was it. Like the camera turned on, it played a clip, and then we took like a 40-minute car ride and then nothing worked. And it was like uh like uh oh uh oh <laughs> and it God. like you you gave me that like recovered iso or whatever like yeah we paid like three hundred dollars like photos from that card from like yeah. three years ago that you had deleted oh long no ago. but not yeah. like the actual yeah, but, things that you needed yeah 
And it was like a somehow it was like what 128 gigabyte card, and it was like yeah. almost a terabyte of data. It was wild. I don't know, like what? how they managed. Yeah, yeah, they like pulled out so much stuff, or like fragments of stuff. Yeah, it's it may have been like file headers that were not complete files, and so it like thinks the computer thinks that they're that big. Oh, okay. Like okay. the file structure is still there, but the data is missing. I don't know. That's fine. terrifying. I don't know. That's so that's so like sad and terrifying and like I feel like if they if the, someone should make like there should be an M Night Shyamalan just to, for YouTubers to make a movie where you film for an entire day and get incredible footage <laughs> yeah. and then the SD card just is beyond corrupted, irrecoverable. There's like I'd watch like that movie. Ninety percent of people think this movie is garbage, and the ten percent are like, "This is the greatest movie I've ever seen." <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing in the middle <laughs> i i yeah i i well, the hate jump scares are just like turning on the camera and it's oh, just, oh god, god. Oh, <laughs> no oh good lord like, like the card the tripod leg is not tightened all the way and it starts oh, falling like, the camera so starts falling <laughs> you're like filming on your own and you can see it fucking happening and there's not someone over by the camera uh, I dropped a camera once. It was really bad. It was probably like the worst way to drop a camera. It was um, this Canon 5D Mark II, like the first DSLR that did video from Canon. I think maybe at all. Um, it was my dad's little camera, and I had a 90 or no, I had a 200 millimeter lens. It was like 90 to 200 or something. It's very, very, lens. very big, heavy lens. You know, it's like probably they're like a foot long, maybe. Yeah. Um, and we were shooting, uh, we were at a friend's wedding and I was in the bathroom and I had it on my shoulder and I don't remember what I did, but I dropped it on the, on the floor, the tile floor of the bathroom. And I was like, you, you know, when you like do something so bad and you just look down at it and you like, you'd like breathe in, <laughs> yeah, breathe yeah. out. And I like slowly, you know, pick the camera up and I'm like, just oh, like God. waiting for the worst. I'm like, I give it like a look around and. It was like it was somehow like fine. Really? I broke I broke the UV filter on the front, um, and the threads were kind of mangled. But like it was totally fine. <laughs> the UV filter wow. is like the Bible in your breast pocket. I, I know. Like, you flip yeah. the guy over, and he's still alive because the like, bullet got lodged. Actually, in the, Bible. That's the UV it, it bent the aluminum frame of the filter, and I think that just it like that tiny bit of energy absorption was enough yep. to make it so it didn't you know take the full you know brunt that like massive impact off the camera didn't do anything like yeah, yeah and it should have of all like that i think that lens has its amount on the lens because it's heavy like oh, that's how it's like yeah. that is the worst yeah. lens the well, no, there's the worst ones but that is yeah no that was bad um uh, I, yeah. I filmed like the, the entire last third of a video once with a um a lens that I, I i had the uh canon m50 just with like you know whatever adjustable lens on it I can't believe you use that camera for your main convention. videos what you used to use it for your main video for the second See, channel videos the, uh, m50. the m50 yeah, yeah. I mean, well it's... i'll buy a new camera eventually. what camera are I... you using right now will m50 yeah <laughs> but it's it's like the m50 is like the the low the low budget camera well yeah because then like when something like this happens it's not a big deal i was at an anime convention i dropped the whole fucking thing before i even started it was like i hadn't gotten any footage yet i dropped my camera on the ground and the lens it broke where like it was visibly crooked so it must have been like like five oh, to yeah. ten degrees where it was like visibly oh, not oh, it's a tilt shift. you made a tilt, tilt shift lens. Yeah, exactly tilt shift <laughs> well that was the thing tilt it's shit. still 
recorded fine and the autofocus still worked somehow. I'm not entirely it's just sure. Just your, how that your plane of focus was was at a, a diagonal angle. <laughs> Maybe the, uh, like the active image stabilization could kind of like account for that by like I don't degrees. know what it was, but I filmed the rest of the day on that thing, <laughs> and I couldn't I couldn't really like I couldn't really punch in and out anymore. I couldn't really zoom anymore. But uh-huh. it, like if the autofocus worked, I was like, "Fuck, I still can get a video out of this." Nice. I spent the rest of the day with that camera, and I think that video is like two million views. Now. That's a good <laughs> camera for that kind of an accident, though, because you can just you can just throw it in the trash, and for like eight hundred dollars, buy another one. Like if you like. Looking at some of the cameras some YouTubers have, it is insane. Like I feel, mm-hmm. I feel like the M50 is is like the yeah. other than using your cell. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, a cell phone's more expensive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. The M50 is yeah. like it's a great almost like gopro like a kind of not disposable camera but like that's the camera that you put you put into situations where it potentially is going to get destroyed i love traveling with it like it's like it's just it's not a big deal and it's like it it gets perfectly serviceable footage it if you okay if it's bright outside if you have enough light the m50 works great it does so poor in low light also if you if you compare it to my and I, i don't even have a nice camera the 90d um, it just, well, that's, 90D, that's, it just, I'm going to get one of those too. You don't think looks, that's a nice camera? The 90D, the 90D is a nice camera, but like it's not a nice camera. Okay, How not like was a the 90D black magic. 90D is what we did film the oyster video with. Because like, <laughs> like it's like a two thousand. It's like a two thousand dollar camera. Yeah, so that's like yeah. I would say on the low end. Of I would a I would agree camera. with you. A lot of people yeah. might not agree with you, but trust me. The, like I've seen the kind of stuff that other YouTubers film with, and yeah. it's like. Are you filming like a yeah. feature length film? It's like insane. Eight thousand, like twelve thousand, fifteen thousand dollars, and then like the external Ooh, yeah. monitors, and then like the lights, like the barn house or the barn door. Like yeah, and then even with Canon, you yeah. can get you can get higher end stuff too. Even just DSLRs, I think like the R six or the R five, or I, I really actually have no idea what any of the like new Black ones Magic are. Black Magic cameras. Yeah, Black like Magic. Those are expensive. Yeah, those are. <laughs> how much do those cost each? I think they were like two grand each without a lens. I think I think the podcast cameras were like twenty five hundred with a lens or twenty six hundred each with a lens. Um, so so the ninety D relatively is a really inexpensive camera, but if you compare it to the M fifty, it looks so much better. Um, but it still is like it's not as disposable. But we took it. We took it kind of in in the ocean when we did the oyster video. And it was just like, <laughs> do we go and buy a, a waterproof case for fifteen hundred dollars, or do we get we rent one for five? It's like, no, I'll just no, we yeah, just, just no. Well, yeah, if we if it goes in the water, which it probably won't, then yeah, that sucks. But it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> My drone did. Kevin's drone went into the oh, water. No, brand right new, the, a day old. Oh, it was a uh, DJI Mavic Tea Party. Well, now you have to you have to publish that video, Will. Otherwise, that drone sacrifice will be for nothing. It's really good drone footage too. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I don't We've know. Been... But just put put that stuff up for sale as stock footage. Maybe someone else can use it then. <laughs> this episode of the Safety Third podcast is sponsored by Bespoke Post. They're a monthly club that delivers top shelf goods from under the radar brands. It's free to join and every month they introduce their members to cool new products like outdoor gear, barware, kitchen goods, and even clothes. Like this bag, the Weekender. The same one I trained my cat to jump into. All of this is based on a preference quiz that members fill out when signing up. 
90% of the products in bespoke post boxes come from small brands, many of which are based right here in the US. This is the Siphon coffee making kit, one of the coolest ways to make coffee because of how the water moves up and down as it's heating up. But if you don't drink coffee and you're worried about getting something you wouldn't use, you get a preview before every order ships and you can decide to swap boxes or not receive it at all. Each box of awesome has around $70 in value, but you only pay a fraction of the price. High quality vinyl cooler. See how many drinks we could fit in there. Oh my God, look at that. I fit the entire thing. To get 20% off your first box of awesome, click the link in the description below or go to bespokepost.com safety20 and use the coupon code at checkout, safety20. Do you wanna, do you wanna hear something nice? Sure, yeah. Today, we filmed in about an hour a second channel video because we've been doing like once a week now and Jacob edited it in about two and a half hours. So in mm. a matter of like three to four hours, we had a, sec a video on the second channel. That's Done. fantastic. Is it up right now? No, Saturdays. Okay, what's it about? Um, I uh, uh, try to kill gophers. Oh, okay. Try to look for a creature that we saw, but we didn't know what it was because it was really big. Oh, it was so like, like you know, thinking. you know, well, you know, like creatures here in California, like there's, there's like small creatures and then like yeah. bigger creatures. We okay. don't have a whole lot of like medium creatures. Hmm. You know what I'm hmm. saying? Yeah. Like, like, cat like a size? cat, the like cat size. Yeah. We don't have a whole lot of like cat size, like between like a rodent and a cat. There's not a whole lot, like maybe a possum. Hmm. Raccoons. raccoons are big, though. Was it a raccoon? I don't think so. It could have been. A, it was day. I don't know. I don't know what it was. We didn't find it. But anyways, it was. It was having, um, you know, an editor, a, a really good editor, has been a nice experience, and I think we'll see how he does. Like maybe throw him the oyster video and see what he can make out of it. That I don't know. That video has <laughs> fundamentally another issue. Might though, be which, unsalvageable. It's it's not it's not bad. I just don't know what people want to watch anymore. Like you know, I have no idea. I don't the it does it feels like the the landscape right now is just very weird and I'm not entirely sure I know like what it yeah. is. Um I had a really nice time uh, well, other, other than the entire video, having to do the video. Other than the, than the entire time, I had a really other, nice Yeah, other time. than the entire time, it was nice, um, like, having Audrey start to get, like, kind of better at this. Um, like, she, like, she's still, like, a long ways from being able to, like, from start to finish, I think, do anything with, like, raw footage. Yeah. Um, but she was able to, like, put together, like, a, like, basically, I was like, I was like, I need, like, I'm working on the first half of the video. Like I, I, I know that this is going to end up in some kind of like a training montage, essentially of me using these jump boots. I just need a training montage yeah, just and I can it. clean it up after. And she delivered something that was like, like, you know, there was, there was a lot of changes and a lot of voiceover that I added, but structurally it was essentially there. And she yeah. added a bunch of like, kind of like, like <laughs> this stupid, like little Eagle sound effect thing that I never yes. really thought to do. And so it was like, it was like, it was like stuff that she like put in there that I was like, oh, that's like legitimately a really good idea actually. And it gave me something that was a lot easier to work with than just like the raw footage. So it's, 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 that felt good. What, what I like the most about working with uh, somebody else when doing videos is you can have them do work 
that you think there might be a chance you don't use it. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. more demoralizing if you're making a video by yourself to go through the process of like doing a joke, doing this edit, doing this and then having to cut it all out. Cause you're like, this doesn't yeah. work. And having somebody else, like I would describe it as imagine if you paid somebody to like, you give them a screwdriver and a piece of wood and a screw and you have them screw the screw in and then you have them unscrew it and then screw <laughs> the screw. In. Like it sucks, but you're paying them and yeah. it, it makes it a lot easier. It, it like it's this huge mental relief to be able to like try an idea and not have to shoulder like the exhaustion of that work. Yeah. And then see what you the, do like, is, is you you pass on the anxiety to the person you hired <laughs> in exchange yeah. for money. Then, but they're not as tied like, to oh it God, though. What, do, like how how far do I screw the screw and like I screwed it in like this much and he yelled at me and then I had to unscrew it and then that wasn't good so I had to screw it back in. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's hard. To, there's something about if you have to do everything yourself it, it and you do those things, you just kind of get demoralized and have a harder time working. So if you can let somebody else do it and you can share the demoralization, you can focus on doing other things. Like it just, it helps to like reduce the hesitation to do something. I don't know. Yeah. If that makes yeah. any sense. Where it's like, it's not that you're making someone else's life miserable. You're just having them take one of the burdens, which is essentially like what an employee is, right? It's like they're taking burdens away and you're no, having them shoulder the burden, some some of the burden. Also, I've noticed that when you do something like that and like I've had an editor edit my videos like two or three times and every time they've done it, I'm like, you know what? It's good enough. I'll just post it. Like, yeah. whoa. Like, like I'll go through it a little bit and do stuff. But, you know, I'm like, it's it's good. I like what they did. But if I put that same video together, I think I'd have too many doubts about like, you know, I don't like this this bit here. I don't like this bit there. But the fact that it was like delivered to me in almost a finished state, like which videos were those? That was the uh, the capacitor video where we blew stuff up with a giant capacitor bank. Uh-huh. And oh yeah, I remember that. The um, one that there was that... one more. I'll ha- I can't remember right now, but they were both good. That's yeah. that's cool. That's where I'm hoping to get to. Like I think maybe if, like another year or so might get somewhere near there. Yeah, I think I think this sort of stuff takes a long time. It's you know people people think making videos is is easy and like honestly for some people it might be easy. Um, yeah, but, we're just doing it wrong. I I think there's a lot of videos yeah. that are actually really easy and that they're like yeah. we we're making them harder for no reason. You should you should yeah. see the second channel. Those videos are easy. <laughs> No, I, I sent this capacitor video to three different editors. One of them had a mental breakdown and couldn't finish the video. Wow. The other, the other one, it just wasn't right. And then the third one, it was like, you know, it was it was good. Okay, how did they, how did you, what did they describe the mental breakdown as? They're like, I, I just, I don't know what's going on in the video. Like they, they had no idea, like the progression that I was going for when I filmed it. They just couldn't see it. That's like my dream to be able to force that kind of experience onto anyone in the comments that say like, you know, why didn't you do it this way? Or why didn't you do it that way? Yeah. That's like my dream to be able to like teleport one of those people into my garage. And and like, and I did it like, this way right. and I deleted it out of the video. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's like, it's like, it's like, if I had actually explained to you every reason why I didn't do what you said, you would not have seen the video. Exactly. Nobody would have watched exactly. it. Also, the capacitor video was like a very easy linear video. It was like, we have this thing, we blow it up, we react to it. Then we get a new thing, we blow it up, we we react to it. Yeah. 
Well, I think yeah. it's it's one it's it's that is some stuff that's like I think it's so ingrained in your brain and probably at least a little bit in all of our brains that's like it's very clear. And if yeah. you took someone who doesn't like hasn't spent a lot of time like just doing the kind of shit that we do, I I could see how it would be completely incomprehensible to someone to just throw them into that if they had yeah. sort of no background, no experience. They were just like, yeah. even if they were just like a capable editor, specifically for like blowing a bunch of shit up with a capacitor, I could definitely see someone just being completely overwhelmed. Yeah, because you're by trying it. to like give them a producer role too. And and then there was the parrot that was like screeching the whole time uh, in the neighbor's in the yard. Do you remember that? Yeah, one? I remember what? that. It was like. Eh. <laughs> and then there'd just be like a bull, like a fifty cal going off when the when yeah. the capacitor was discharged, and the birds and would then, just be like the birds would start the, moaning the, the, and stuff. The parrots didn't learn how to make the sound of a fifty cal round going off. No, but they, 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 they made a worse sound. <laughs> perfectly replicate the sound of a hot dog being blown up by a capacitor. <laughs> I just did. I just did something that made me feel real bad a couple of days ago. We have uh, this very talented artist that we're using for a lot of stuff um, that I found on Twitter. He's great. Uh, he's Greek, and he. We had him working <laughs> need on the detail. Need the flavor. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> really yeah. He's this now. Greek guy that is a little bit of a language barrier, and uh, <laughs> he he's he's great. But there can be sometimes it's it's it can be a little bit like con- like confusing to try to convey ideas. He speaks really good English, but you know how that is. Um, and also I have a really hard time giving feedback to artists because sometimes I don't know how to say that it's, I don't know, like, it's not bad. It's just not what I want <laughs> without mm, making I feel like, like I'm speaking Greek to you, man. <laughs> uh, so he worked like, it was like three days on this piece of art for, for open source for the event. And we had to get it out with the, um, uh, one of the documents we were sending the sponsors and it just wasn't the vibe like it wasn't bad it was mm-hmm. just not the vibe and i think like we realized it's sort of way too late like it showed too much which sort of wasn't showing enough if that makes any sense mm. like you know sometimes in a horror movie where they show the monster and it, it's like not good anymore like it's better right. when you couldn't see the monster yeah because like you can't it's hard to yeah. make the monster meet your expectations kind of like that where it's like if you if you if your art shows too much which we were kind of like trying to show a lot of the event can you hear me i can okay. hear you yes oh my god why did you do that <laughs> so he works like three days on this thing and i'm just sitting there looking at it and i know in my head because we had like only like two days left and i'm like oh shit i have to basically tell him that we're not going to use this and that we need something else and i felt bad but i also don't really feel bad because we paid him <laughs> For all the work, like he's getting yeah. paid for the hours, yeah. yeah. And this is, jet. I, that's just a part of the job. And it, I, it's like, yep, okay, we can't use this. Let's work on something else. Like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, money, money really solves like all of those things. Any, like, I, it's, it's like, it's a relief to be at a place where like you can have people work for money because I remember like early on trying to like like work with friends mm-hmm. and essentially yeah. everything's pro bono and everything's like just like hey like you know can you do me a solid and then it's like if they do a whole thing and it's shit and then it's like like well f- what am i supposed to say it did for free you know it's actually such a relief 
to be able to like just we I I I paid an artist for a license for a design for uh the new Mythbuster shirt that I have and I like stared at it for weeks because I just couldn't figure out like there was just something wrong with it and after like a month I realized what the issue was it was that it looked too nice and so then the next day I took this thing that I paid like $500 for and used up however much of this artist's time and I had Audrey trace over it with like shitty lines <laughs> to purposefully make it look like a child shirt. <laughs> and that's what we put on the shirt. <laughs> nice. I and it, was, it didn't matter because we paid the artist. So it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's so, uh, I, I feel like I, I, I learned that a while ago that if art is too nice, it, can and almost always does become worse <laughs> too clean too polished too colored in yeah like honestly if anything it's still like a smidge too nice i really should go over it with my own hand you should and then run it over with your car yeah <laughs> how i live my entire life that's that's my creed <laughs> is make it worse so it's better yeah yeah on purpose. like okay so here's here's it's like um we're it, okay so it's like the dumpster set, right? Like, okay, well, how do, what do we do? What if we just throw a bunch of trash into it? Like, we're not trying to make it look good. We're literally doing what you would do if you were, had a dumpster. You just kind of throw things at it. Like, it's, you made your job easier and it came out better. Yeah, that's my favorite thing about the set is that, like, you might think that it's all set dressing, but a large portion of that is legitimate garbage that yeah. we actually it's put actually in there. Just, and it's problematic because we can't figure out what was put there and what we left there. <laughs> There's, like, like actually how long flies. Was this clam chowder There's actually for I think so. I think the clam chowder got thrown away. I think we knew better than to leave a full bottle. Oh, there's, like, a beer. There's, like, a half-drunk beer somewhere. There's, there. like, some tortillas. There's, there's... Yeah. I'm worried for for yeah. I should stuff. probably I should probably poke it's my head. It's low pressure though. It's nice to be able to just throw the trash. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I saw on the the Discord server? People were like, you know, I kind of like the online stuff. Did you see what that? versus on the set? No yeah. way. Yeah. No. They said, yeah, they said that they like it when it's online because then it's more like you're sitting there at the computer with these people hanging out, oh. with them. and it's like oh. versus they're in a set, which is weird because usually like the in-person stuff I think does better, and like I have a better time doing that. Okay. I, well, you got to be the solution then is we, we should start selling posters that are just backdrops of the dumpster set so that they can put it yes. behind themselves and then then they'll feel like they're hanging out with us on the set cuz the set is objectively better. I I I will die on that hill. I will die in that dumpster. Yeah, I'll die on <laughs> in that dumpster that the set is way better than this. Not that this is bad. You should still listen to this if if you're listening to this, please. But <laughs> I, I bet you that's a vocal minority. I think that you think? I think so. Yeah, I think well, I, I think you're right because the views don't lie. I mean, the in-person stuff does better. Yeah, it's just yeah. I don't know. It's it's easier. It's easier to to like do it. I feel I don't know. There's just something more natural about doing it in person. Um, it's like less. I don't want to say draining, but like um, it's I don't know. I don't know, man. I like I like doing everything in person. It's it's. The most fun. I, also I think heard somebody say that like I, you know, Kevin's they just gave like a very broad overview of Safety Third podcast and they're like 
oh, you know, like, I don't know, like, Will just has some some really weird, stupid takes the whole time. Yeah. And they talk about taxes a lot. And then Kevin's yeah. just, like, browsing Reddit. He doesn't even know yeah. what's going on. And I'm like, wow, they're a true fan. They actually watch the podcast. I love I love when people complain about our takes like we're, like, educators. Yeah, I know. It's like, have you seen any of stuff we do? Or we have we're... any power to, like, change or, like, do anything. Oh, God, yeah. You should hear about everything we just said about Jeffrey Epstein about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I know. You were talking about Jeffrey Epstein, and then people get mad at you for your take on the, like, the house prices. It's like, no. You should, we should be talking about island prices. Get mad at me for island. I know nothing about island prices. I know nothing about how I all, well, I do house prices. I, I, well, I remember we had to just like going over a whole review with our producer about if, if it was okay, how many times we talked about Nazis when we were talking about Slytherin and Harry Potter, <laughs> which they're, they, that's what they are. Yeah. I think I voted that it was fine. I think it's fine. I think it was fine. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll read those comments in a week or two. Hmm. <laughs> Remember, Alan Pan can't be canceled. He said so on Twitter. I tweeted it, and yeah. it's it's worked every day since then. <laughs> and <laughs> what? Just like what? how I've got this screwdriver that keeps bears away. Ever since I bought this screwdriver, I've not seen a single <laughs> not bear. Not a single bear. Yeah, not a single one. I didn't see any before I bought it either, but that was just luck. Now it's wow. the screwdriver. It's like my New Year's resolution is to smoke less meth. <laughs> 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 it's it's uh it's a goal should be out like what is it that your reach should be beyond your grasp or whatever uh within like, your grasp your goal uh, should be within your grasp so oh. if you don't smoke meth and you say that you're going I, to I, stop smoking meth you can very quickly accomplish your goals and feel good about yourself uh, yeah. with minimal I'm effort continue not smoking meth for lunch yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give up <laughs> I'm going to eat it. Smoking, smoking. I'm going to keep sprinkling on my Wait, Cheerios. Wait, if you give up not smoking meth for Lent, then you have to smoke meth for 40 days then. If you give <laughs> oh! up not smoking it. <laughs> is it really 40 days though, or is it just one really long is day? Is it really 40 days if you don't sleep once? <laughs> <laughs> Giga day. <laughs> You're just simulating like a day on like Neptune or something. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit what if that that's a that's a video simulating what it's like to to ha, for a day on Nep, living a day on neptune and you just you're you know just neptune days actually last for like 400 hours well <laughs> all right about to go through my day on neptune well that was like the um the the nasa group that was on like the you know mark rober I'm sure Mark Robert did this because he worked. He at definitely NASA. smoked meth. Yeah, yeah. He, he definitely smoked meth. When they like the the rover team, they stayed on a Mars schedule so that they were in sync with the rover. So like the the Mars but, day yeah. is is only a little different by like a few hours, but it like it ends up being really weird just after oh, like, like over time. Yeah, yeah, because it drifts really really far after a while. And I think they did that for like months, if wow. not years. I feel like was that actually like a strategic thing, or are they just a bunch of space nerds who were like, like it's probably both. I guarantee you, it was like an excuse for them to like have this weird like science fantasy they always yeah. had I, to like yeah. That's I put <laughs> simulate my a Mars day. Oh, sorry, honey, sorry, kids, I'm gonna be asleep during the day because <laughs> we're on Mars time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an unfortunate part of the job. <laughs> Yeah, like the Mars, the rover cares whether or not you know what time of day it is on Mars. <laughs> Isn't like the battery just dead half the time anyways? Uh, yeah, and it only moves like, you know, 50 feet a day, so. 
That's it depends. Fun. The last one was nucle- nuclear. Nu- nuclear. 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 Yeah, it had that weird the uh, the 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 like the it's like a Peltier electricity generator, oh, and yeah. then the heat source is just like a piece of radioactive material. The radio. This is a bunch of clock arms. Thermoelectric generator. <laughs> Kyle Hill just did a video on that stuff, basically. Oh yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think they should have a, a Mars rover that runs on gas. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we need. You know, do you think Mars has uh, has any oil? Uh, it, uh, it better. There was life. <laughs> there, there was probably life on Mars at some point. There was a lot of water. Maybe it turned. There won't into be once oil. we pull the oil out of it. <laughs> 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 like if there was anything equivalent to algae, you know, could the great, have, maybe the great uh, galactic oil pipeline. <laughs> 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 Try protesting this, hippies, dude. If whatever it takes you to saying, get, if we can get NASA's budget to like a trillion dollars a year through a Mars oil pipeline, I am all for it. Okay, I got a question. How would we have to use all the metal on Earth? Well, to make it oil start pipeline. asteroid mining so you could get metal from the asteroids yeah. and I, actually i think like mars the soil is iron oxide too so you convert so you half use, of the mass of mars you into use a the pipe. hydrocarbons to reduce it to iron and i've played a lot of a lot of uh, minecraft create i think we could figure this out Wait, how much no. aluminum powder would you have to dust on Mars to make the entire surface thermite and set it off? <laughs> yes. How much aluminum powder would you have to snort to forget what your name was? Uh, probably enough for one sitting. I think you could do it in one sitting. You think so? Yeah, I, th- I think you could. I think it would be really bad and you would die, but I think you could. How? I think what? you would die because your lungs are full to the brim, full of aluminum powder. <laughs> hey, kids, you heard of the cinnamon challenge? <laughs> this is the this is the thermite challenge. This <laughs> is the aluminum challenge. <laughs> uh, do we have to say and that we, say we are, don't actually want kids podcast. to do that? No, we want kids to do this, and we want you okay, to take all do. of our takes and financial advice as real advice and legal advice. Yeah. All the advice yeah, we give I you am is... literally a doctor, and aluminum <laughs> yes. powder is great for your lungs. The best way to hold a chainsaw <laughs> is by the moving blade. <laughs> oh, the best way to stop it is with your hands or genitals. The best, the best way to stop That's a moving chainsaw blade to. is is to use your ass cheeks like a brake. <laughs> Squinting is it works fine for a welder. Just squint really wait, hard. Wait, like ass cheeks, like the way like a ninja catches yeah, yeah, a sword. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like ass cheeks. You just and a grab the chainsaw blade with your butt cheeks. That's awesome. <laughs> I I don't remember that scene in Chainsaw Man, but I'm looking forward to seeing. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, speaking speaking of aluminum and forgetting things, like I remember one time reading about like there's a possible link between aluminum and getting Alzheimer's or something like that. So. So I did some research oh, yeah. and I found out that there was like this mining company in Australia that this was back in like the fifties or something like that. Somebody had this idea that inhaling aluminum powder before you went into the mine would prevent silicosis, which is like basically in a mine, there's like a lot of rock dust and shit like that. And if that gets in your lungs, you get like pretty much a horrible, like slow, painful death where your lungs like turn into concrete. And they thought that if you inhale aluminum, it coats your lungs and prevents the silica from getting into your lungs. So like 50 years later, some researchers thought like, oh, we should study these people and see if like 
there's any like long-term exposure like to aluminum, this could cause Alzheimer's disease. Well, they found out that nobody got Alzheimer's because they all died from something else before that. <laughs> oh <laughs> my God. Anyway. That's my favorite other, folk remedy that I've ever heard. Yeah, they would oh, have just... to like sit in this room full of like getting pumped full of aluminum dust for like 10 or 20 minutes before they went down into the, into the mines every day. Who yeah. whose idea was that? Who that remi- that reminds me of like the do you know there was a period of time where um like in like Victorian times England they thought that the way to revive a person that had drowned was to have a bellows with tobacco smoke in it and pump it into their butt <laughs> into their butt into oh, their butt. oh I'm drowning that was oh. a th- th- that was a thing for like decades like a solid twenty to thirty years that was an actual belief and they had bellows on the side of like the fucking River Tam no where you could way. like yes yes. That I you bet you use it in an emergency. If you took tobacco leaves, you shoved them into the bellow entry, and then you threw the inflated bellow into the river, that would have done more good. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. That's that's the level of that this is on of like inhaling aluminum to prevent silicosis. Like, wh- wh- who? Where does this come from? Some... See, I thought if if you said that they were gonna like pump tobacco smoke into their lungs, I'm like, you know what? I no, it was that. their butts. I it don't know why, but it was their butts. That's like a two-person job. This is almost like really good, you know, big tobacco propaganda. It's like, look at the smoke in their lungs revives them. But no, somebody else thought of it, and it's we into should, the butt instead. We should get a medical dummy and see <laughs> how if we can do it. Who can, like, do we need two people? Like, how many people does it take to pump tobacco smoke into a butt? Wait, Actually, I think you could the, do it with one. It would just be what slower. What if the pressure of, it. like, filling up your butt with smoke pushes the water out of your lungs? Kind of thing. I don't think anyone ever had a reasonable explanation for why they <laughs> thought it would work, and it never. There was no recorded incidences of it working, <laughs> but it was still like a common enough it. belief that they had. Like you know, like how we have like the um, those uh, defibrillator machines in schools. Yeah, it's like oh, they yeah. would have the tobacco and bellows next to rivers. That's how much people believed it. What, that is, what are you saying about the defibrillator machines? No, those. <sighs> I'm sure those probably work. <laughs> 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 yeah, it only works if you put the the whole entire handle up your butt, <laughs> and the other one goes in your mouth. <laughs> well, th- no, that makes sense. That completes a circuit. Ugh. Your heart's in between. Ugh. I don't your know gooch. how else you would do it. it shocks your gooch. <laughs> we all know what happens when you when you electrocute someone's like gooch. The, the patient's heart is stopped, but we believe we can continue pumping the blood through his gooch muscles. <laughs> 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 the strongest muscle in the human body, the gooch, <laughs> the heart 2.0. <laughs> Their heartbeat is now 20,000 hertz, but it, it worked. <laughs> if you just flex this muscle fast enough, it'll, it'll pump blood. Actually, hold on. Do you think, like, like, obviously not in a sustainable way, but do you think you could keep someone alive for like a few minutes by just making them like forcing their other muscles to contract to move blood around? You know, I bet you yes. probably could. Like just for a little bit, not for the rest like of their well, for the rest of their life, but their life will be really short. Do you remember Michael's like uh, his boxing like shocking thing? How could I forget? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's like that. You know how it would like control first? It would like raise your arm up, then it would yeah. like extend your arm. If you did that, like starting in your toes, and you like contracted all the muscles in a way. Oh, just squeeze the entire body like some fucked up caterpillar. <laughs> Where <laughs> and it just undulates up and down, and that's <laughs> yeah. how it moves your blood around. Yeah. <laughs> uh 
how, how what happens to blood when you flex your muscles does it like does it go backwards right because your heart will stop it from uh your, your, vein, your heart has valves. Veins have valves i think it, it does does move or at least like biases because that's a maneuver for like jet fighter pilots, right? It's to like contract all the muscles but that's in their to legs. Keep, that's a, that's trying to, I'm guessing, equalize blood pressure. Like it's to keep blood from from, from like sagging down. in their legs. Yeah. So like it like it increases the pressure in their legs so that the blood doesn't get forced. It, it can't not as much blood can get forced to the legs. I don't know if that makes any sense. So if you were to squeeze your muscles. I think the blood would move, but like, is there a guarantee that it moves in the circuit? Yeah, yeah, because your veins have valves in them. Like oh, they do. Valves. Yeah. Oh. oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially it's just like we're just we're talking about just CPR, but a little more complicated. This feels like a, a Nutbusters episode. Uh, the tobacco in the butt. Huh. Of seeing if it actually does anything. I think I think it would just give you like a nicotine head high. I'm pretty sure that it would be like smoking but like faster because yeah. you know you're boofing tobacco, but if you're if your lungs are full of water, I don't think it helps you at all. Dude, imagine how weird your farts would smell. I think they would smell better than normal. They would yeah, smell like, like a weird smoke. like kind of barbecue, but like a kind of poopy barbecue smell. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably supplements you can take to make your shit smell like that. Like sweeter. Yeah. I want my farts to smell like sweet baby rays. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, are there supplements that can make your farts smell different? Like smell good? Yeah, Taco Bell. Oh, good? Uh (laughs) I feel like you could probably find something that does that. Essential oils? Yeah, I think if you load it up on like peppermint or something, you could probably get some weird If you OD'd on peppermint... (laughs) (laughs) next week on chubby emu this man (laughs) tried to make his fart smell good and this is what happened this man boofed 40 40 gallons of peppermint what was there i'm 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 gonna bring it back was there any any plausible like what was the explanation for the aluminum thing preventing silicosis um there was like did they have any no, no, they just, they just they thought it was like, you know, I bet like, look at aluminum, like coats everything, right? Aluminum powder. What if we put that in our lungs? It's like we have metal lungs. We're like a robot. They don't get silicosis. I think I literally think that's the depth of it. What what I'll was find, aluminum powder I'll find, used like, for? The news article about this revolutionary treatment for miners. Is, is aluminum powder used that. for like. I'm trying to like like lubrication. Like that doesn't make sense. Like, what what was where would you even get aluminum powder unless it was just like thermite? What what would they be doing with it? Like back in the day, I don't know. I I think it might be something like it kind of does work against silicosis, but that's only because inhaling it like makes you produce so much mucus that it like naturally carries everything up out of your lungs it just it kills you before the silicosis can yeah i mean that's what was happening to the miners why didn't they they just wear like a mask or something no that's not cool you know i I don't think that it costs money to give miners masks yeah but think how much the aluminum room costs i think this is when australia was still like a bunch of like prisoners or something i think they still are they just don't realize it yet Australia yeah. has some really bad minds. They were really big into asbestos too, actually. Oh yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. Wouldn't there like an asbestos shoveling competition or something like that? I saw like that. I would believe that. I would 100% yeah. believe that that was a thing. Sounds like some Australian stuff. Dude, imagine like living there before the internet. Holy God. What would you even do in Australia? Uh, I don't know. I've seen some uh, videos of like those urban X, like the urban explorers visiting like the like the towns that like asbestos mining towns are so contaminated they're like closed down by the government and then people will record themselves like breaking into it and exploring it's like you <laughs> disturbing the it's like dust yeah. falling off the shelves and stuff and it's just like oh. you do not you you know what anything for the views <laughs> you've got a 50 year in the future death wish I mean, that's I, the worst part is like the latency. Like it'll get uh, you way down the line. Way like you'll you're an entirely different person, and this teenager has made these decisions fifty years ago that have but, you to fucking glioma. If you inhale a bunch of aluminum, you won't even remember. <laughs> you won't you won't have any idea what's going on, and you'll just cease to exist. If you spend a, a whole day on Uranus smoking meth <laughs> exactly you will you will be super high and your day will be super long and that's exactly what will happen <laughs> look that's Wait, what I'm we learned from this experiment which, which one of the planets has a really long day i don't remember which one Longest you know something day. um i've been looking for recently i don't know if you have any ideas um i have been doing a lot of uh i've been working with some wood doing some wood projects and by god the the dust the sawdust is horrendous and i try wearing goggles because if you wear safety glasses it doesn't matter it just gets behind the safety glasses into your eye like it, it, nothing hits you in the eye but all the dust like settles in your eye and it's just like the worst like feels like someone threw sand in your face um i wear goggles and they fog up and it makes it more dangerous what the hell exists that i can wear that will like seal to my eyes but doesn't fog up um i mean you might be able to try and like put something on the inside of the goggles to help prevent the fog I've, i think there's like a couple of like folk remedies that i i'm sure are more real than the aluminum Pour some smoke up your body yeah no i think what isn't one of them like shaving cream yeah shaving like if you rub shaving or, or cream on the inside i yeah i feel like it kind of works but they it, there's like so much water and condensation it's just like impossible. Yeah, I think it's impossible. I I think so too. Like I can't figure out what the hell's going on. Um, I'm like I'm like you know like ready to buy some expensive like active air filter thing where it's like blowing yeah. air into I was like a at hood those too. But man, you know the three M ones like started a thousand bucks. There's gotta be some anti fogging spray or something, right? That'll do something. Or like um oh what about what about uh <laughs> aerogel pow finely powdered aerogel. Like the way I was that thinking, Veritasium waterproofed his body. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Or maybe what if I inhaled it first? Then I would be able to see clearly. Yeah, you'd have superpowers. Oh, hey, Jimbo. Jimbo. What a good boy. Jimmy Neutron ah! entering the frame. Oh, he jumped off. The claws came out. Um. Yeah, I so, wonder. Oh, what did you find? Did you find Apparently, a, it's Venus. A day on Venus is 243 Earth days. There's one day on Venus. Dude, you would need like so much the, meth. One of those like liquid pallets, you know, like the the, the liquid pallet, chemical pallets, like the big, oh, like the four hundred gallon. Yeah, you have to have that filled with like liquid meth, and you'd have to like aerosolize it. It's like you're an astronaut, and your entire like personal allotment is just like forty five pounds of meth. Forty five well, pounds of meth. On the plus side, to if, get you through the, the day, <laughs> the day is two hundred forty three days. So that means that I think if it's like you know a twelve hour twelve hour thing, like day and night, you would get to sleep for hundred and twenty days. 
Wow. That yeah. sounds really you nice, actually. <laughs> Think of how much work you could get done and then how long you could sleep after. Because <laughs> an eight-hour shift on Venus would be like 70 days. If it was like eight hours, it's like a third of the day. It's like, oh, yeah. oh actually, like 80 days. So like two, four, three, three months almost straight. Have you ever heard about those studies about how long you can actually stay up? For, Isn't the record like 10 or 11 days? It's not that long. It's not that long. and But then another interesting thing is the guy that did that, like he slept for, you know, like maybe 20 hours and then woke up fine after that. He was also like a pretty young guy. I think he was like a like a teenager or early 20s when he did that. I think if you tried to do that at our age, we would actually die. I think we would literally die. That sounds nice. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was a 17-year-old. Yeah. I think 17-year-olds can could handle... I think you, you could have removed one of his hemispheres of his brain and he still would have been pretty okay. What happened? Did he just go kind of On the like... 11th day, when he was asked to subtract 7 um, repeatedly, starting from 100, he stopped at 65. When asked why he had stopped, he replied that he had forgotten what he was doing. Wait, that's 65 is a lot. I don't, I don't know if I could even I know, get that's that like far impressive like normally. <laughs> it would take me a while, but... Do you ever worry that you're going to get like a sobriety field test someday and that you actually can't <laughs> do the alphabet backwards? Because <laughs> I can't do that sober. I don't know how I would do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he only slept for 14 hours and 46 minutes and then awoke naturally at 8.40 p.m. Okay. Oh, God. Stayed awake feel... for another 24 hours. <sighs> It's like it's like expecting your phone to charge more than 100%. Like it just sort of stops working at 0 and you can't make up for the time it was at 0 like yeah, I would be surprised if he didn't have some kind of weird issues past that. Like once once he did the initial kind of sleep off, if he didn't have some like messed up things with his sort of like sleep patterns afterwards for like a 90, while. 93 uh, I would 86. You're trying to do the 70 79. Thing. 72. My question would oh, you're be... almost there, Kevin. <laughs> 72. Uh, <laughs> 65? You did it. What? Okay, yeah. That's it. Okay, that was easier. You made it look easier than I thought. What are we doing? <laughs> I feel like what there was something wrong with the kid to the from the get-go because he decided to do this and stay up for 11 days straight. I don't know. 17? Yeah, weird things at 17. Dude, yeah, 11 staying really. up for 11 days straight. Why not? They didn't even have video games back then. What the hell was he yeah. staying awake for? Wait, when was how long ago was this? Um 64. Was, oh. Okay. Yeah. And was this like just a kid or was this like a scientific study or was it like kind of a little bit of both? Uh I think it was science in the same way that we do science. <laughs> ah, air quote science. Yeah. Bullshit <laughs> the science. Best, the best kind. How do I I want goggles, goggles that don't fog. If anyone listening to this um knows of goggles that don't fog, like either actively or just a brand I bought nice ones. I bought like the 3M ones and they're like brand new and they still fog up. They they probably stick a coating on them, no? Okay, I've got a pitch. What if okay, you're not it's not physical goggles, it's like the like mini air umbrella goggles where they just blow a sheet of air so fast yeah. over your eyes that the debris gets blown away. That's a really good idea. My only concern is that the air is moving so fast that it would strip the cells off your eyes before <laughs> anything was able to hit them. 
<laughs> your, your like lower eyelids just inflate full of air. <laughs> well, then you could just wear safety glasses then. And then the air will blow the debris away and the safety glasses will keep the air from stripping the cells off your eyeballs. And then they still fog up. <laughs> Wait, so those lab, the lab goggles, those even fog up? Have you tried those? You know, they have like the Yeah, dude, I've got ones that have vents and everything and they still fog up. I feel like I need to get like, like almost like one of the full face shields that like pumps air into it or something like that. Yeah. Because... Uh, all I know is I've I've definitely gone to bed a couple nights in a row with like what feels like sand in my eyes, and that was wearing safety glasses. We should um we should talk about um uh maybe for the the end the safety third tickets Jesus Christ the open sauce tickets um <laughs> the we giant thumping thumping ass among us red <laughs> among us tickets shit <laughs> I have to make that now. <laughs> you know you know if okay. i don't make that is. you know i can't if i don't make a giant red among us yeah that no, i'll never hear have... i'll I'll never hear the end of it and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's got to have a booty and it's got to be clapping oh god <laughs> or else why why even bother <sighs> i know so the, the tickets that we've got think... a couple quotes you yeah. know like two or three thousand it's not it's not expensive so I'd say yeah. you just buy it. Just buy it. Buy it. Buy the Among Us. Will Can't do it. Buy it. I gotta try to. I have to make. Sell it. your camera. I know you just said it was worth two thousand. <laughs> well, Trade no, it no, that's what it costs. New. It's probably only Among worth like twelve hundred right now. <laughs> you know how that works. You drive the car off the lot. <laughs> <laughs> so tickets for Open Sauce are on sale now. You can go to opensauce.live and uh, we just yeah, that's it. This information. If you want to exhibit something. Um, uh, fill out the application. It, we're gonna have a deadline. I don't know when yet, but if you've got a cool project you want to show off and you want a booth, um, sign up to exhibit. Tell us what you've got. What you get if you exhibit is you don't have to pay to get in, uh, which is which is nice. So, um, if you want to show up with something fancier than a regular ticket, we've got some other options too. We've got a, uh, a VIP ticket, very expensive ticket. There's not very many of them, and a uh, premium ticket which gets you uh, some cool perks and some close interactions with other YouTubers. So basically what open sauce is, is a event that you get to see a bunch of cool things people have made. You get to meet a bunch of creative YouTubers. I can go through the list right now of people who will be there. All right. At open sauce creators that you will be able to meet and see and hear from are and kiss and kiss. (laughs) <laughs> the Backyard Scientist, William Osman, Alan Pan, Jabril, Tom Stan, Code Bullet, Jake Laser, Emily the Engineer, Unnecessary Inventions, The Stephanie, CNC Kitchen, I Did a Thing, Electro Boom, Jorvin Moss, Lewis Wise, Kids Invent Stuff, Lab Muffin Beauty Science. Uh, that is where that's the that's where the list ends publicly. After that, uh, I'll give. Let's see. Do I give one person away? Yeah. Uh, Someone famous. Okay, someone famous. Okay. Uh hmm, 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 let's see. Who do I who do I spoil? Uh all of oh, the Mythbusters. <laughs> Michael Reeves. How did I miss these two? Oh, because they haven't filled out the, I'm like my my spreadsheet. Michael Reeves, Mark Rober. Oh, that's a big one. I know, I should have opened with Mark Rober. <laughs> <laughs> you know when I talked to Mark about this, he I I uh <laughs> he was like 
I'll do it for you. And I was like, thanks, Mark. I felt like it was like my disappointed father who was, was willing to participate <laughs> just because, just to help me out. All right. So let me, I feel like I got to, I got to spoil one. I got to spoil one that's not on the website. Um, I feel like one that you guys would like. Uh, technology connections. Oh, you got technology connections? Yep. Yep. Is he is he gonna do a podcast too or just open sauce? Uh I think potentially just open sauce. Um, okay, he doesn't want to talk to I, us, but he will stand next to us. Of all the people coming, he is probably the one person I'm most excited to meet. Because he has like one of the most bizarre like genre videos on youtube and i'm so glad that they do well because those are the exact kind of videos that i would never have the confidence to make myself because i yeah. feel like nobody would watch them on but, paper it doesn't seem like it should work and then when you watch the videos it totally fucking works you're yes. like oh i'm gonna keep watching these videos yeah it is yeah. It is one of my favorite channels because it's very it's very uh exploratory it's very kind of educational like he does kind of like project farm um where they just explore something to death like go way too deep but like it's the it's the obscene depth where it like you know it's like the bad joke that when you keep going it kind of circles back around yeah except that it's bad jokes that your like everyday life is composed of and you didn't yeah. even know they were bad jokes until this guy told it to you and you're like holy shit like, like a my toaster... car is built of bad jokes yeah like like it only becomes interesting when you spend way too much time looking at it <laughs> and that's that's he's one of my favorite channels because it just does these insane explorations into things that you typically like you wouldn't think you'd be interested in yeah and they're like so uh, why, why do why do plugs have holes in them like electrical plugs why do they have holes in them yeah how do car blinkers work? I mean, it's like all all of this shit that's like you just take for granted. Oh my god! And like, Will and I were talking, we were like debating how they worked for a while. Like we didn't actually know, so we had all of these theories. Oh, then, the turn signal blinkers. Yeah, yeah. I I would guess that you guys were probably all right because there's a couple different kinds of turns. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, my guess was a bimetallic switch that heats up. Yeah, that was one of them. Because that's where like the clicking would come from. But now it could yeah. come from the relays. I have no idea. Maybe both. Well, I mean, one of the ones he went over was the bimetallic thing. There was also one that was literally just like a relay with a capacitor. Wait, when's this video? Yeah, from? that was not like a manually timed capacitor, yeah, yeah, like yeah. charging and discharging thing. Yeah, like uh, he's got and a... then the newer ones are like actually like I think digitally timed. So it's like oh, okay. like past a certain year, your cars would like it was guaranteed cert with certainty that your blinker could never sync up with the car in front of you because the bimetallic switch by nature they would you would never ever be exactly the same. But now oh, theoretically you could. you could because the cars are on digitally timed blinkers, so you could by chance sync up with someone in front of you. You know it's unnerving. Right you can reset the Tesla UI computer while driving. So the drive computer st is uh, it stays on, but the entire dash and audio system will go dead while it's rebooting. And that includes the turn signal sounds. <laughs> ah. So you can put your turn signal on and it runs, but it makes no sounds and no blinks. And so you have no idea if it's actually on. 
<laughs> That's fun. <laughs> it, ha- it happened a couple of times uh, when we first got the car years ago. Um, without us resetting it, it just like would have a crash, and the in- and the entire everything would just go dark. <laughs> and you're driving on the freeway, like you know, seventy five miles an hour, and you're like the, the car doesn't make any sounds. The it radio's off. The screen is up. Yeah, it happened while we oh, were driving no. on it its a- own. You can reset it. I've done it a couple of times. You try it with something. Is it like with- a Game Boy where you pull out the key and blow on it? And put it back. Uh, in. No, you just keep driving and pray to God it turns back on. Usually, it takes <laughs> about thirty seconds for it to reboot. Uh, maybe yeah, a little bit longer. But um, yeah, that was a that was a, that's an experience. But yeah, you know, <laughs> if you want to know what it's like to use your turn signal but not hear any sound or have any feedback from your car, just just hold both the buttons down on the steering wheel for about uh, fifteen seconds, or maybe thirty seconds, and you'll you can live that experience. Oh wow. Cool. Hot tip. Anyways, uh, yeah, you go to opensauce.live if you want to learn more about open sauce and come to the event. San Francisco this July 15th and 16th. Or if you're a VIP ticket, you can get in the Friday night. Um, and uh, that that is a, you know what, that's just, if you, if the people who buy those, you know who you are. I'm not going to try to sell that one. It's far, it's, it's way too expensive. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you to everybody that supports. You get an extra night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it's 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 worth it, but it is a lot of money because we can because we need to raise a lot of money. Um, thank you everybody who supports us on Patreon for the Safety Third Podcast. Your names are going across the screen right now, and each of us oh. is going to grab one, and we're gonna we're gonna inhale it. I'm gonna snort mine. Is that okay? Here, I'm yeah, gonna well, put it on my hand to protect your. Then, you're gonna protect our lungs. I'm gonna put one in this battery tester. We're gonna see. <laughs> this is hell. Oh. That was a good name. All right, let's see if this name is charged. <laughs> oh, it's oh no, it's not. It's, it's oh not no, charged. it's dead. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> How much time do we need for the names? I never actually know. I I I I'm not sure either. I'm amazed that the things that we do actually end up being. Yeah, have you, have you seen the endings? Of I the haven't. No. Alan? No. What, was that with the, the bag? In the bag. Yeah. And then did just, they like, do that? No. Yeah. Yeah. They did that. Oh they like animated God. it perfectly, That's and then bang. we took it off the wall the next week, and then the bag was dead because we the guy in the like the name was dead because we didn't put any ear holes in the bag. <laughs> they just like fell out. That's amazing. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Head on over to Patreon if you want to support the podcast, or head on over to OpenSauce.live to check out the greatest, most epic science youtube convention ever that is not a joke it is not an exaggeration it is going to be lit fam see you next time